unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today, man? Hey, Nathan, I'm, I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. We, for the listeners that don't know, our very first conversation, I interviewed you on my podcast because I heard you say something kind of provocative when you were talking to Jonathan uh, from Podcast Factory. You, mm-hmm. you were interviewing him. You hinted about your feelings about something. I had to get you on my podcast to explore the, the idea a little bit deeper and it's something a lot of people are afraid to talk about, and you are going to be talking about it today. So I'm going to tease it out a little bit, and I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. Well, God, what people think I'm going to be talking about sex or religion or <laughs> guns. Nope, nope. I'm going to talk about something far more controversial than that. Um, I'm going to talk about the dangerous myths of college and grad school. And I'm going to be uh, threading a needle on this one because... Well, you'll see. Uh, So this whole thing got started in my mind when a Facebook friend of mine put up a quote from the TV show Dynasty. And I think she was putting it up because she thought it was funny as shit. But it really pushed my buttons. And the quote was from Walter Lankershim, who I guess is the chief badass in in Dynasty. And he, he said, and of course, he didn't say this the the screenwriter wrote this, but he said, I never knew a billionaire who went to school because if he had, they would have taught him something couldn't work. All he knows is he's got a dream. And if he works harder than everyone else, it will come true. And that's when he hires college kids. And so I thought, okay, there are situations like that, but it's, I think, really a bad idea to just let that lay out there and let people think, oh yeah, that's how it really is. You know, don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to the professors. Don't listen to college graduates because eventually if you remain an ignorant, know nothing that works really hard, all those college graduates are going to end up working for you. And uh, not quite that simple. So I did a little research about this cowboy rebellious teenager myth. The myth that floating around school crushes your dreams and prevents you from becoming wealthy. I did a couple kinds of research. I went online and I also started thinking about my own really successful clients, people making, people who have companies making eight figures. Eight figures is between 10 and 100 million a year and nine figures. So that's a lot of money, right? And I wanted to talk about uh, a couple questions regarding, I never knew a billionaire who went to school. He hires college kids. A couple things. I wanted to talk about how does that quote square with reality about wealth, not about the fictional character, but about real life. And what does all this mean for copywriters? And Nathan, here is something right away that will be very meaningful to copywriters. Copy is powerful. You're responsible how you use what you hear on this podcast. But most of the time, common sense is all you need. However, 
If you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Okay, so let's let's break down what this guy said. I mean, you know, it's not fair to break down what people say on TV shows just to see if it's true because it's supposed to be entertaining. But the problem is this, this is more than a TV show. This is what a lot of people believe. And you hear a lot of people saying the C students hire the A students and the, the C students hire the B students, the A students end up driving taxis. But let's look at the numbers. Let's not listen to what people say. Let's look at research, gather statistics. Now, for sure, there are billionaires who did not go to school. But if you look at the top 10 in the most recent Forbes 400 list, these are the richest people in the world, according to Forbes. To be in the top 10, you need to have a net worth of $40 billion or more. Three of them had some college. One of them had a bachelor's degree. Five of them had a bachelor's degree plus a master's. And one had a PhD. So all of them went to school, if school means college. You know, three of them dropped out, but seven of them didn't, and six of them had graduate education. Now, does that mean anything? Absolutely not. But just one thing it means is, yeah, billionaires do go to school. I also found an article in Forbes about their own list that said 84% of the people on the 400 list had at least a bachelor's degree. So, okay. 16% of them don't, five out of six do, one out of six doesn't, but so much for not going to school. And in terms of your odds, let's say, well, okay, billionaires, they're the exception. There's only maybe 1,000, 1,500 of them in the whole world, but there are a lot of millionaires. There are millions of millionaires in the United States anyway. There are millions of millionaires. So what about education and millionaires? This is what a study by the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis found. Are your odds, are your chances of becoming a millionaire? If you don't have a high school diploma, your chances are less than 1%. If you have a college degree, your chances are 22%. If you have a graduate degree, 38%. Now, remember, these are only your statistical chances, and education by no means is the only factor. But it does kind of wipe out the idea that school is a hazard to your wealth. I just wanted to set the context for what we're going to talk about next. Can I, can I ask you something real quick? Oh, yeah, for sure. So and I'm biased because I am a high school dropout and I didn't go to college and I'm quasi-successful as a business owner. I feel like to say all college education is the same is kind of disingenuous. I feel like just lumping college education all together might not be telling the whole story because it seems like there's certain types of college education where people are prepared for the real world. And there's a large amount of college education where people are coming out completely inapt to deal with the capitalist society that we live in. Yeah, I, I agree, especially the uh, liberal arts or social sciences side they're not really preparing a person for a job on more of the professional side and the um, hard sciences, engineering, they are. But 
even so, you know, you could you could become a, a doctor uh, and still be go bankrupt. I mean, it, it's it's like that. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I want I want to get to that later, but I'm glad you brought it up now. One of the places I'm leading to is college isn't going to do it for you, but avoiding college isn't going to do it for you either. It, but yeah, let, let, let's, let's uh, deal with that a little more later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to look at the whole educational scenario with a, a few people I know personally, who are my clients I've worked with and who I've gotten to know as friends too, especially two out, out of these three. Uh, certainly this first one, uh, is um, the most successful copy. I'm not going to mention names, but it's the most successful copywriter business owner I know. This client, he's running the biggest business I know of, very good copywriter, also has hired a team of other people. And and by the way, this guy says, you know, having a degree does not matter. But wait, you'll see why what he's saying doesn't tell the whole story in that one sentence. He has an MBA, okay? Now, for most entrepreneurs, MBAs is like the black plague. You just want to avoid it at all costs, right? He has an MBA, but you'd never know it. He's only mentioned it to me once. I've never heard him discuss it publicly. I don't think he's trying to hide it. I don't think he's ashamed of it. I just don't think he believes it would be useful to mention it to anyone, okay? and. The thing to me that's important that has to do with his own success and the revenues of his organization is not whether or not he has an MBA. It's that he has a great, he's a great copywriter and he's a great leader. I know two founders who are clients of mine. Founders, these are the eight-figure companies. They founded and are running eight-figure businesses. Neither one of them went to college. And I know other copywriters, top copywriters, some went to college, some didn't. Dan Kennedy, who recently said in a promotion that his net worth was somewhere between five and $50 million, he makes a big point of that he didn't go to college. So here's, here's, where I, here's the first thing I want to say. Going to college does not make you rich, and it does not guarantee that you'll be rich. But Understand this, not going to college does not make you rich either. It's not like it's one or the other. But let me talk about what all successful people, and I would include you in this category, whether you want to include you in this category or not, Nathan, I would. I'd say all successful people, the people I've mentioned, and the other ones I know, they're constantly studying, they're learning, they're reading. They're going to seminars. They're attending webinars. They're exploring ideas. They're learning and trying new things. They're paying attention to the results and they're adjusting based on what they learn. Now, the two founders I mentioned before, they study more and they work harder learning than anyone I've ever seen in college. They may not have a degree, but they have that specialized knowledge Napoleon Hill talks about in Think and Grow Rich that you use to create wealth. And they don't just study. They don't just read and learn. They don't just study. They take action constantly. But 
here's the point. They take informed action. They don't take action for the sake of taking action. They take action for the sake of moving towards a goal. And they take informed action. They're not idle students. Hey, let me ask you a question. Does it take you too long to write your copy? And if it does, have you ever wished you had a proven system to write it faster? Well, if that describes you, then you'll want to know about high-speed copywriting. This is a home study program that has helped a lot of people write profitable sales letters in as little as five hours. No, it's not a bunch of shortcut tricks that leaves you with cookie-cutter sales letters that people can ignore. It's about writing full-fledged, memorable, response-getting sales letters much faster than it usually takes. It's tested and proven, too. High-speed copywriting will ease you through putting together an original, powerful sales letter and putting it together in record time. You can find out more at highspeedcopywriting.com. By the way, this is one of the very few programs that Bond and Kevin Halbert have given their Halbert seal of approval to. So check it out today, highspeedcopywriting.com. Thank you. And now back to our show. One thing I just want to mention, it doesn't apply to any of us, but is sort of interesting as a role model. You know, Warren Buffett, who's always in the top 10 of the Forbes 400. And he's been at the top of the list. In other words, he's been the richest man in the world outside of the Russian oligarchs. (laughs) um, And you know what he says he does? He says, I spend my days reading, thinking, and talking on the phone. That's like sort of like going to college a little bit. But then every now and then he buys a company or he buys millions of dollars worth of stock in the company. And usually the stock goes up faster than the market and his wealth grows and grows and grows and his investors get richer and richer and richer. Here's the key thing I want to say, and I'd, I'd really love some feedback from you because Nathan, because this, this is like where my thinking has evolved since we've had that first great conversation. I'm so glad you reached out to me on that for a number of reasons. People who are successful, especially copywriters, since we're in such a knowledge-based, information-based, skill-based business, they take responsibility for their own education, whether it's college or not. They know that learning things in depth, right things, things that will help them in depth and on an ongoing basis is the key to their continued success. For example, I've never seen that most successful guy I mentioned, I've never seen him even use one MBA word, and I've never observed him implement one MBA concept. But I do know that he works harder than anyone else on his team, and they all work their asses off. He works harder. And that includes study and other forms of learning. He takes more action and he stacks up more wins. And he does this without ego. He doesn't lord it over anyone else. And I've I've known this guy for a while. I spent a lot of time with him in a lot of different situations. And I can assure you, he acts like a regular guy. And he seems to think he's just a regular guy. He works harder and he takes more action because he thinks that's his job. And the two founders I know are constantly traveling to seminars and masterminds. They were both mentoring clients. I can't even describe how hard they worked, but it was very, 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 very hard. 
And it wasn't hard work for heart's sake. They wanted to learn new information and master new skills. One of them became a world-class copywriter only to stop copywriting just so that he could work with other copywriters on his team. It's like one of 12 skills he's mastered. And, you know, his, his success shows it. I, I think both of these guys are ADHD, so they probably could not have sat through four years of college without a lot of pain. But they're always learning and reading and, you know, finding stuff out. They're curious and, and they're, you know, they're, they're disciplined within the weird constraints of their special minds. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, please do. So just anecdotal personal experience. Um, I've worked a lot of corporate jobs and I've worked a lot of freelance jobs. And I, it's been my experience that a lot of people that are college educated, and again, I, I, I want to preface this that it, I don't think it's the college education, but they come to me and they ask me for advice and they put faith in me and I'm a high school dropout. And I used to think that college did something wrong to their brains. I used to think that Uh college set them up to not be able to think for themselves. And now I've kind of noticed that whether the college is there or not, I think it's the outside learning. I think it's People that think that education stops at the schoolhouse stop educating themselves after whether it's high school, whether it's college, whatever it is. And people that understand that education goes beyond what people think of as education, those are the ones that go. So the people that say, hey, I'm four years out of college and I'm still going, I'm still reading books, I'm still going to seminars, I'm still downloading courses. And people that say, hey, I dropped out of high school when I was 17 and I'm still reading books and I'm still downloading courses and I'm still going to seminars. I think that mindset of education goes beyond the the schoolhouse is what really makes the difference. And it seems kind of like you might have come to that conclusion as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also, I'd like to say the reason these people come to you probably doesn't have much to do with the fact that they went to college other than maybe, you know, they learned better to assess who knows what they're doing and they realize you do. I mean, I think the, the, the reason is you've figured stuff out because you've been willing to ask more questions and go further and maybe experience pain, frustration, and embarrassment, which is part of the learning process of getting good. Not the whole thing, but part of it. And they weren't. Do you think so? Maybe. I think that a lot of them, gosh, and I don't, some of them are past clients, so I don't really want to talk bad about them. But I think a lot of them have been trained to work within the lines, color within the lines, and, and they're, uh, they've, they've been punished for not coloring within the lines. And I'm kind of the guy that says, hey, I'll color wherever I want to and see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but I just think that uh, I think the biggest thing that really hinders a lot of them is, and you made a note about this. I don't know if you you want to kind of expand on this. Is that uh, they think that their degree is going to carry them throughout life. They think that that's all it takes is to get a degree, and that's what makes them successful. And um, I think that that mindset actually 
kind of hinders their success. Yeah, I I agree. Well, let me let me uh, expand upon it by talking about my story a little bit. I've shared bits of it, but I'm not sure how much of this part I've shared before. I dropped out of college after three weeks, but within a year, I went crawling back on my hands and knees, begging for them to let me in again. And I thought I had to do this. It's complicated to explain why I thought that, but I was convinced that I had to do this. However, in the last two years of college, I made a decision without anyone telling me on my own, just sort of looking around and assessing the situation as best I could, you know, uh, you know, nervous, hopped up 20 or 21 year old kid. I turned the last years of college into a trade school. I, I decided I was going to be a journalist. I was going to be a professional writer. So I worked at the college radio station. I worked at the student newspaper. I sought out journalism professors who'd actually made their living writing in magazines and newspapers. I, I, I got one of them, the chairman of the department. I don't know how I did this, but I guess I've always been persuasive even before I was skilled. I, I talked him into, you know, giving me a, a private special uh, one-on-one class, sort of maybe that was my first mentoring experience. Now that I think about it, he had written for Time magazine before he became chairman of the journalism department. Okay, and then I got an internship from college, a college internship program, which led to my first job. But here's the most important point. It took me almost 20 years after I graduated to learn how to make the kind of money I wanted. And that was after going broke and being technically bankrupt. But my return from the ashes was propelled by learning, learning, learning. Not reading more textbooks, but hand-copying sales letters, going to seminars, where with Gary Halbert and um, other Dan Kennedy and people like that, really finding the teachers who could teach me how to do the things that would make money with with the skills I already had, which I had no idea how to do. So I think you know I, I came to practicality uh, um, maybe a little bit in those last two years of college, but it was later in life. I I did very well in a, in a corporate world that you know, looks really good on a resume and it does give me some advantages sometimes. But for the most part, my, my learning really didn't begin till about it at, until about age 35 or 40. Mm. So if people are listening to this and you want to kind of give them a, a takeaway to, to really think about, um, what would you say is the market proven secret of success? Well, you know, I, I want to urge people not to buy into the rebellious teenager cowboy myth. It's true. You'll find people who dropped out of high school or college and amassed great wealth, but statistics show they invested more of them have invested in informal education. I, I'm not saying that you should go either way. Just don't run around with a preconception and, and don't expect any past degrees or any past successes, including business successes, including copywriting successes. Don't expect that stuff to carry your bags for you today. They're not guaranteed tickets to money or any kind of success. And by themselves, they're going to look good in a piece of paper, but that piece of paper isn't going to have a picture of a dead president on it. You know, here's the secret. Here's the market proven secret to success, especially 
in the copywriting and entrepreneurial world where wealth is determined almost exclusively by one thing. Wealth is determined by your ability to consistently produce value for others. Your ability to consistently produce value for others. To that, you'll never go hungry. You'll always have extra money and things I can't talk about. Mm. I, uh, I, I know that one of the huge light bulb moments for me as a kid was I heard somebody say, it's really easy to keep a job. All you have to do is bring in more money for your employer than you cost and they'll keep you around forever. And that's pretty much it. That's, that's right. I mean, that's, that's probably a much better way of saying the same thing than what I said, but at, at whatever level or articulation the person's hearing this at, you know, dig it, get it, you create value, bring in more money for others and you will make as much money as you want. Awesome. David, another fantastic episode, a kind of a landmine of, of, uh, of possibilities of, of hurting people's feelings. And I think you navigated it very well. Okay. And, and if, if anyone's feelings were hurt, you know, you can uh, PayPal money to me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, this has been another fantastic episode of the Copywriters Podcast. Make sure you head over to copywriterspodcast.com. Get more episodes there. Subscribe and rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. And what do we have coming up next time? Oh, well, next time we're going to take a copywriter's look at that famous piece of advice for writers, show don't tell. Ooh, okay. All right. Sweet. So until next time, copywriters, we'll catch you later. See you next week. If you found this show valuable and you'd like to get it in the ears of other people, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes.